Justin, I spent a fair amount of time in the car this past weekend. Went to Indiana. Ooh. Selling merch for my friend's band. And Indiana land, you know? I was excited. Shelbyville in Indiana. Uh, never heard of it before. I'm forgetting it right now, right? <laughs> it's just um, in and out. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, it's a lot like here because it's not that far away. <laughs> but um, I was kind of excited because I was like, well, hey, I'm going to have you know all this time in the van just sort of to myself where I'll be able to play my Switch and finally use its handheld features because i think i've like since i got the oled um last year like last september i used it like on the plane i think for your bachelor party i mean i would assume i did and then i use it on the plane i went to california but like other than that like for the most part that thing stays docked right i was excited i'm sitting in the van i play for about mm, let's call it six minutes and my stomach is like <laughs> i was like you know what can't i can't do this are you a motion sickness kind of guy? Because I also like this doesn't bother me anywhere else other than cars. I it gets so motion sickness. I used to have to take the Dramanim, the Dramamine. Mm-hmm. Have you taken that? And that was before we decided to make every pill swallowable so that they had to be like the chewy ones. And mm. they just weren't, they, right? Exactly. Disgusting. So I would get them all the time. And, it, and like I couldn't do anything in the car. If I was a child growing up with like a cell phone attached to me, like the yes. ch- children are nowadays, I don't know what I'd do because I would be in the car and I couldn't look at my phone because I get sick. So even like to this day, um, if I'm not like steering the ship, um, and I do anything other than look out the window, I get motion sick. Dog, me too. If, if I'm driving, like, that's why I prefer to drive because it gives me something to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, because something to like think about and do. Um, yeah. Cause, cause if I'm not looking directly ahead of me, and like, here's, here's, are you, do you get seasick on like boats? Um, I've really not gotten seasick before. Okay. Uh, cause, cause that's the thing. I've been on plenty of boats. And I love, I love the sea. My heart belongs to the sea, right? Um, she calls me, Justin. She calls me. And when I get on the boat, everyone else, everyone else is all seasick. They're all wobbly, right? Me, I'm standing there. One foot on the top of the mast. Yeah, yeah. The other foot on the ground. You know, I'm like, I'm like looking desperately for my lady to see. Like the scene in Pirates of the Caribbean when the boat just sinks into the dock kind of thing and you're on the top exactly. of the mast. Yeah, yeah, I feel exactly. that. Exactly. I feel that. Uh, I also don't know if the mast is the right part of the boat, but you all understood what I was saying and Justin, you got it. So I, like, well, I, I was speaking your language, so if <laughs> you're wrong, I'm wrong too. <laughs> Perfect. Then we'll go down with the ship, right? <laughs> nautical. nautical. It's all nautical. But what I'm trying to say is like, I'm so weak. I'm not weak, but like I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm going to have like three hours to play Zelda and like literally couldn't do it. Sat there looking directly ahead for three whole hours there. Three whole hours back. Nightmare. Not even like a podcast going on. Oh, I I was listening to some tunes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But Uh, um, can you roller coaster? Mm hmm. And that's the thing. I, I do not get motion sick from trains, planes, roller coasters boats it's just in cars and it's just if i'm not like and like so i can't look at a screen couldn't read a book do anything like that like i have to just be looking ahead 
so nightmare situation. I don't like roller coasters, not because of like necessarily like I am overly scared of them, even yeah. though the thoughts do go through my head. Like, what if they just stopped holding me into the seat right now? Yeah, I, you just got to get just physics. But what if it just stopped? You just put that yeah. away. But I always get worried because I get anxious about am I going to throw up on this ride right now? It's not even it's not even that I'm afraid of anything other than I could just at any moment projectile vomit on everyone. And oh, then when I get gosh. off of it, um, my last time at Six Flags. Uh, I went on the, I think it's the, what's the, the air one, the, the one, the, the flying one, flight, something flight, flight deck, X-Flight, X-Flight, I went on X-Flight, yes. right? So I went on, and th- this was like one of those like locked in with the seniors. So it was like no lines, just like our school, like 200 of us. Was this when you were a kid or nope, was this? I was a chaperone. Like a chaperone Yeah, so, oh, so the adults start, let's do this. Let's go on all these rides. So they went on the the that the flight one and went on it one side. And I was like, okay, I did it. And then they're like, let's go on the other side. So we get the reverse of what that one was. So when we, that goes up, we go down. I was like, all right, I'm on it. Go on that second time. And the second time I'm like, uh-oh. I don't feel too hot. And then they're like, all right, let's go on another one. Let's go on the Raging Bull. And I was like, okay, go on the Raging Bull. And then I'm like, oh, boy, this is really not feeling great. And they're like, let's go on Goliath. And I was like, I've never been on Goliath before, but, boy, am I feeling wonky. And let me tell you, Peter, the Goliath, your butt at many times in that ride is not sitting on anything. It's like a seated coaster. My butt was, like, not, and there was a space. And then at that point, I sat with the people who were too big to fit on the rides because I could not handle another roller coaster, and I have not been on one since, nor will I ever be on one again. were you sick or were you just you called it before it happened? i called it before it happened if i if i if i did not Flops. sit next to the person who is like literally sitting next to the if you can fit in can't fit in this you can't ride this seat yeah, yeah. And i sat next to them and i just waited and then we were like eventually made our way to like where they were like the the chaperone area where all the food was and i had to leave because it just smelled like chicken tenders and i'm like i can't i'm yeah, not this doing is this not, right now like, it's not normally not the, i would be down but like in this almost moment. any other time but yeah yeah i can't do it wow either. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you made the right call. Let me say this, because no, like, that's tough. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough to to be the friend who's sick at the Six Flags. You yeah, know what specifically I mean? if not you're. That the, I, it's not been me, if, but if, especially if, yeah, especially if not you're a teacher. Friend, you're like I, a teacher. Like I am at my job in front of like the children <laughs> who respect me maybe a little bit at this point, but like any respect would be gone. I mean, they're seniors, so they were basically gone. But like, sure, it'd be sure. gone. The stories would have lasted though. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it would have been like. Do you guys remember Mr. Magovich? Oh yeah, the man. <laughs> yeah. Threw up oh. on Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined Jonathan's night. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan had to go to therapy immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Unpack all of that in Tidbox. everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 145 my name is peter hudspitzek joining me as always my wonderful friend and co-host justin makovich justin how are you doing what's going uh, on man i'm doing pretty good we're, we're heading we are we are coasting into the end of the school year um oh, as yeah. of recording this i have one real day one makeup day and one teacher institute day before i am on sort of summer break I'm so excited for you. I was just talking to my girlfriend this morning about how we were like, 
it's summertime now. I mean, like I think I would, you know, it's May 22nd right now. Like the weather is beautiful. Like it feels like we should not be working, but that's just how it goes now forever. You know, um, it's just, it's too, it's too gorgeous to work. You know what I mean? Oh, I, tr- I guess you clearly the, do because the, it's your job. To the do. one yeah. thing I'm going to not knock about teaching is the fact that, you know, when your holidays are, all the time yeah. you get yeah. those holidays. Um, so my wife and I are going on our honeymoon um, in July, the only month of the school year. I have no school, um, yeah. by the way. So in in July, we're going on our honeymoon. And like the travel agent was like, have you thought of like May? <laughs> we're like, like uh, oh, I've thought about you thought May. of it. Yeah. March is March working for you. Uh, not really. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, or my favorite month of the year, January. How about January? Does January work? Yeah, Justin, I've known you for a long time, right? Yeah. January is is it, the J in parentheses after the J is Justin's bad month. Yeah, yeah. And then Uary. I would January. You know I mean? would say like it's not quite a month. Like when school starts to like September is really my bad month because I got to get back into the the swing of oh, things. Oh yeah, yeah. And like specifically that first week before I go back when I'm like I haven't done anything all summer and I had these great plans to do it. Um, but you know January is is, a, is pretty consistently just the worst and it's cold yeah yeah like let do me you, just, listener january if there's a snow day is the only month that i'm inconvenienced by snow days every as a teacher every other day i am shoveling snow in front of my administrator's house to, to like have a snow day but in january snow days are just like the worst inconvenience for me i i know what you mean i've got a question for you um do you so when you have like breaks every time i have like a, a long break now i always have like a project that i'm gonna do over that break yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you do that for like summers and stuff? Do you have like lofty ambitions? I sometimes do. And then it becomes the week before school and I have two options. Either stew on the fact I haven't done it or yeah. try to cram a month, a summer long project into that last week. Yeah. Um, both are horrible options. So like one year was the, like the bathroom. And I was like, of course, like doing that as school's happening. I'm oh, sitting yeah, there, like, like finishing. It, yeah. Finishing the yeah. painting and everything on that. Just really regretting my life. Um, but like it, I know like technically it's like 2.5 months off is what summer is mm-hmm. but at least with me it's really not 2.5 summers off i do um we travel to nationals with the kids i go there yeah, for and, and that happens until june 18th and then normally when i'm not going on a honeymoon july i have two weeks of like a camp that i that i do so that's still technically like work in there so i'm not like yeah. off off so it's not like i have just like a whole month of sitting there and doing nothing Sure, that's fair. And that's I honestly fair. don't know what I'd do with a month to do, just to do nothing. I'd probably go crazy. I'd go a little stir-crazy. I would do my best to learn how to do a standing back flip. Let's talk about video games. Um, <laughs> uh, let's preview what's coming up in the news. Uh, Overwatch's PvE mode has been canceled. Sony officially announces its big summer showcase, and Ubisoft is refocusing on Assassin's Creed. We're going to talk about all of that and more. Before we do, I want to give you a quick reminder to hop into our Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. If you want more of us, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hitboxpod. You can become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll and Dave Parker. Every single month, those deluxe podcast producers get an additional 30-minute bonus episode. This week, we are talking about the PlayStation Showcase that we're going to be... <laughs> I guess talking about later um, just with the way that like the schedule of it all shook out. Um, So if you're interested in that, you can go over there $3 a month. That uh, really does a lot to help us keep lights on and all that sort of stuff. If not, 
all good. Uh, we appreciate you anyway. If you want to hop on over to twitter.com slash hitboxpod, follow us there, um, or rate us on your podcast player of choice. Any of those things, any slash all of those things would do a lot for us and mean a lot to me, and I would tell you that I loved you, but I won't until you do it, except for Dave Parker and Jay Null. We love them. So much. And I would tell you if, you know, if uh, you did all that stuff. But uh, the ball's in your court is what I'm trying to say. Justin, let's talk about the video games <laughs> yeah. this week. Let's do it. Metacritic Roundup. Two games in the Metacritic Roundup this week. The first is called Planet of Lana. This released on PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. On the Series X, it scored an 84. Xbox One, it's unscored. And the PC, it's an 83. Um, this, I think, is like a 3D... No, it's like a 2D platformer, isn't it? Yep, a little um, 2D platformer. It kind of looks like in the in the, in the the vein of Limbo, except happy. Yeah, where it's like all colorful, and you got yeah. like a little cat that yeah. you uh, walk around with. Uh, yeah, it is kind of like a... It's a pretty stunning game. It kind of looks like... It, it isn't, but it... Oh, it is. It's like a hand-painted sort of like look to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. This This seems... Kind of neat, especially because I think this is on Game Pass, isn't it? Yep, it's on uh, the good old Game Pass. So that thing you're paying for that you're probably not using enough of, um, unless you are, uh, but it's on that Game Pass. You can download it. Unless you got real big into Redfall. I mean, I I was for a night. Yeah, I was for a night as well, but just to sort of see what what the hell was going on over there. Can it be that bad, guys? Can it be that bad? Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> not great. Not, great. Not, not very good. Um, I don't know. This it's kind of like science fiction, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's about like a, a planet that gets like sort of interrupted by these, um, I think asteroids or something like uh, something like that. Like falling rocks from the sky. Yeah, and it kind of like breaks up like the ecosystem or whatever. Yeah, and you got to like get on top of the rock and then recall it until it gets back in the sky. And then once you're in the sky, you can kind of jump down cross justin justin hold on a second we've crossed into legend of zelda tears oh of the Kingdom. sorry sorry not yet not yet my bad my bad i'll go back we'll get to that i'll go back right, we'll we go will back. get to that um no we're talking about planet of lana which i mean it is cute i don't i'll be honest with you i'm not gonna pick this up not because i don't think it looks good not because i don't like the art style not because any of that but because i am just so deep into uh zelda which again we'll talk about later how about you is this something you like if, if zelda weren't out and this were kind of like a slower release time i would probably give this a shot i might before the end of the year if um if more people end up talking about it and, and it sort of catches my eye but uh for now it is going to sit on game pass as a place for me to play it eventually yeah i me too i mean this game is would like have been perfect if it was like the week between breath of the wild and other things in the world yeah, breath yeah. Of the, sorry tears of the kingdom um but like I need, we need like a swear jar every time I say Breath of the Wild. It's just it's just that let me say this. Breath of the Wild is a perfect video game name. Yeah. And Tears of the Kingdom is not. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't like roll off the tongue very well or anything no, like that. No, no, so. no. Um uh, and people aren't going to be saying it's just like Tears of the Kingdom they're going to be saying it's just like Breath, it's of, just the like Wild Breath of the Wild. Just like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Agreed. Um but yeah, so uh I I don't know if I'm going to pick this up but this is like one of those things that people complain about, but I love. They say it's a short game, about two to four hours, depending on how quickly mm-hmm. you're going through it. So for a, you know a side-scrolling game like that, you know maybe a little cute story, new little world, and it's on Game Pass. Those things say that I gotta check this game out at some point this year if I have an afternoon free. Yeah, so we'll we'll see uh, if you ever play that 
make sure you report back. I, I would be interested in hearing about no. it. Uh, the other game here is Lego 2K Drive. 2K uh, now Drive. this is available on everything. It's on PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. On the Xbox Series X, it scored a 73. It is unscored on PC, on PS4, uh, and Xbox One. It is also unscored on the Switch, and on the PlayStation 5, it scored a 74. So 73 and 74, um, kind of mixed for this one. It seems like it's a fun enough sort of like kart racer racing game um, that's also like got that open world spin to it in the way in like the vein of something like a Forza. Um, but it's got that like Lego uh, theme to it, not theme, but like it's a Lego game. So yeah. you build your cars and like customize everything. And it's got that like Lego sense of humor where it's all very like very silly. You've seen the Lego movie. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team, Justin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I uh, I have this downloaded on my PS5. I haven't touched it yet, um, just because, like I was saying, the Breath of the or, fuck, Tears of the Kingdom and uh, <laughs> Swear Jar and uh, Humanity, which I'm going to talk about in a second, have been taking up my time. Um, but yeah, this this seems like a cute enough game, and, and if you're a Lego fan, it seems like it's the sort of thing that that would be able to scratch that itch for you in between the big Lego releases. What yeah, I mean, I mean, I hear it's a competent enough racer in terms of like mi- mixes a bunch of those things together um, from uh, what's the uh, it's not the crew, the one where at any moment you can switch between a plane or a car or a boat. Is it the crew? The I have cr- no idea. Whatever. But it's like a game like that, like kind of like this open world, uh, but also like Forza Horizon type of open world at the same time that you can just kind of swap between uh, different cars. It looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Looks interesting. Um, it reminds me a lot of, I know you were not an N64 fan, but there's this old game called Lego Racer um, for the uh, N64, and uh, it was like an, an old kart game, like a Mario Kart game, except mm. uh, you could build and customize your own cars uh, when you would play it. And that was really cool, except we're going back to the N64 days. Um, and the N64 days when you went to play a game and you went to build like a very specific um, uh, a very specific car with it, it would like take up your entire memory card. <laughs> like, yeah, the, yeah. the eight blocks it would take would like save everything <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, this was one of my like uh, that game was a fun game uh, to play because it would just be like you could make whatever car you want. But this this uh, Lego 2K drive is like legitimately make whatever kind of car you want, like the the customizable cars that you can make. And like the the Lego maker is looks like a really, really in-depth uh, car maker on the Lego 2K drive. So. Um, if you're into that and you're into making and racing your own creation creations, I would highly recommend picking up tears of the kingdom on the Nintendo switch. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I think, you know, if, if the pitch of this game sounds great to you of like building your own cars and stuff like that, and, and you can get wacky with it. Right. I mean, even in the trailer, like they, they race like a hamburger car and like, there's like one that they put rockets on and whatever. Like if you can down with that, um, then, then this seems like it's probably decent. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, this is this is I will play this eventually because I have it. Um, but right now, just I, I've got all this stuff going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no. It, well, like what? Um, like humanity, Justin, I want to talk about the game humanity. We talked about we covered this on the Metacritic Roundup last week. Um, it was uh, it's a puzzle game. It's where you play as a dog made out of light and you're directing giant masses of people to exit goals. And it's like a puzzle game. 
And um, like I said, last week we talked about it in the Metacritic Roundup. How did it score? I don't have that pulled up in front of me. It was like an 84, I believe. Um, I'll pull it up. Uh, 85 on the PS5. Yeah, it's great. It is really, really, really good. In fact, I am loving it. Yeah, you, um, you said some crazy thing to me. You said that this is like in your top games list of 2023, a good year so in far, gaming. Yeah. So far, yes, it is. It is. The puzzles are really, really excellently designed. Um, and, and to say, to be clear, I'm not done with it yet. I'm I've barely scratched the surface. I finished the first chapter. I'm midway through the second chapter. Well, I guess I did the prologue, too, but like I'm in chapter two, basically. Um, and so far, the puzzles are tough enough to make you think about how to do them but also like it's it's not they're not so difficult that you're just like you don't even know what to do or where to begin you know what i mean yeah um, yeah it, it's always like because there's a, that starting point with the people and because you're directing them it's always easy to know like okay here's generally where i should think about going first um and uh i am i'm really getting a getting a kick out of it uh, also, there's like optional objectives in every single level. And uh, I, so because I'm writing about it for work, I'm like how to beat each level and get all the optional objectives. I am doing those. Um, I think that they make the game better, to be honest with you. And I would be getting them anyway, because uh, I'm a completionist. Um, Are we talking about trines again or is this? Yeah, sorry. This is still humanity. OK, we'll get, sorry. We'll get just to, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's optional objectives and stuff by picking up like basically um, scattered throughout the level. There will be like these giant gold people that you have to like get in your stream of people and then um, they have to make it to the end. So like they can't fall off the edge or, or die or anything like that. They have to make it to the exit goal to like claim them. And um, there are a lot of levels where like you might be able to pretty simply get to the end, like get to the exit goal. But if you want to get those goldies, you're going to have to do a little bit more work. Um, and that's the stuff that I find to be really fun to go like, okay, I seen, I understand like how I'm supposed to get here, but how am I supposed to get here while also doing this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it is, it is super duper my thing. It's also really like weird. It's like very ethereal. And like um, this, there's a story there, which is kind of unexpected for me. Basically it's, it's being told kind of slowly, but it just starts with like one day I woke up and I was a dog. And I heard this voice in my head telling me to do all this stuff. And you you hear from the voice every so often about how you need to be directing humanity and, and all this sort of stuff. Um, but it's good. I am liking it a lot. So what makes this game like really, really, really stand out? Like for, for me, if you're just saying this is a puzzle game when you guide a group of people to the end goal, I don't know if that necessarily like grabs me as being like a top game of 2023 what is unique about this one specifically in terms of the puzzles and the gameplay and the whole package that makes it stand out as a top game i think for me it's just that the puzzles are really good and i know that that's like a really simple way to answer that uh and it's it's kind of tough to explain unless you like play it a little bit but like i think that just the puzzles are really satisfying to complete um and the mechanics that they give you are really satisfying to like think about what's going to be happening with them. You know what I mean? So like, so like you start to make plans of like, okay, well I'm going to put a jump command here and then a float command here so that when they jump, they're going to jump even further. And then it, it's just like, it all comes together really well in my opinion. Um, and that's what makes it so good to me. Um, I, I can just, see that like you said that you were watching a trailer for it and you're like, this is not my thing. And I think that that's fair, but like, I think that this is the sort of game that like, 
do you ever like look at a list after you're done with a game that's like here's you know 10 games you should play after completing this game yeah and then like i've found that like with certain really really great games a lot of those games that are on that list like don't aren't like of a similar quality you know what i mean this to me is like i've never really played anything before and this is like high praise and i'm this is still fresh so like take that with what it is um this to me feels like a portal specifically portal two for me where like when i was playing that i was like this is so crazy like how good this is and then when i was done with it i was like i need to play more puzzle games like this and like yeah there are good puzzle games out there but nothing that really scratched that same sort of itch where like the puzzles themselves were like really really well crafted and well thought out this is is just fantastic to me um is like if i'm looking at the game and I'm like mm-hmm. seeing it because I said I didn't necessarily think it looks like it was a me game. Do you think yeah. that the gameplay itself is more surprising than what it looks like? Is there something about like the when you're playing it or if I'm seeing this and I'm looking at it and I don't like it, I probably won't like it. I would say that if, if like the trailers do a pretty good job of like telling you what the game is. It's just like imagine you're doing this, but the levels are really good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the levels are like really, really excellently yeah. made yeah. and and stuff like that yeah if, if you don't think it's your thing based on the trailers i wouldn't necessarily say it's like a game that you're going to get a lot out of that said it is on ps plus premium or yeah, extra yeah. or whatever it is um so like for a lot of people like i know that they're not going to have to deal with um having to like pay for it you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um um but i let me say this like i personally would recommend paying for this if you don't have ps plus uh, because I just I think it's really, really good. I'm just going to say you, you're recommending a game strongly uh, in which in your review of it, you said or in your preview of it, you said you have to get in your stream of people is one of mm-hmm. the exact quotes you said. The other one yep. is like you're going to have to go and get those goldies. You're going to have to do work is what you said also. Yeah. So, yeah, writing about this game is hard. I'm it's sure just, it's, it's, it's not hard. It's just like weird to come up with like the words yeah, for yeah. things. You know what I mean? Yeah. About like, it, like there's just a lot of stuff that's like hard to describe. Um, yeah. But it's also cool when you collect those goldies, which they're called goldies, by the way. Like in the tutorial, it says like these are goldies. You gotta do work to get them goldies. You gotta get you gotta do the work to get the goldies. And when you get the goldies, there's like okay, I, like maybe my brain is broken just with how games are presented now. There's like a battle pass. That if you get more goldies, you unlock different things. And so, like, some of it is, like, cosmetics. So, like, one of the cosmetics is everyone's just wearing hats now. (laughs) And it's fun because they're all wearing hats. Or, like, they're all wearing raincoats now. And, like, that's fun, right? Um, But then also there will be stuff, like, if you want to speed up the the flow of time with the right trigger, collect four goldies. And then you'll be able to do that. And, like, that is not something that is, like, essential to playing. But it makes it a lot easier, you know, or you can um, restart a level with the current commands you have laid down. So if you messed up a part that was like in the middle of the level, um, you can uh, 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 like restart it without having to relay down everything at the start. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also something cool in here too, which is like if you're stuck, when you hit pause, there is an option to watch a video solution for the level. Before you click on it, though, it does say like, hey, just, you know, this is going to like impact. I, like, I assume you get graded at the end or something like that. Um, it, it says something along the lines of like, hey, when you do this, like. You think if you want to do this, because this might impact like your score or whatever, when by the time the game wraps up. 
Um, so I haven't looked, I haven't watched those yet. So I don't know like how good they are or whatever. Um, but uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty approachable in my opinion in that regard. Do you think this is like my, my least favorite arcane game dishonored that if you don't get every, all oh the gosh. collectibles, you end with the bad ending. Um, no, I've got some theories about where it's going though. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, like, Again, it's it's told kind of slowly, but I like I'm out here sitting here like I'm thinking I'm thinking my thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm like, I think your thoughts. What does that mean? Think huh. your thoughts. Um, and I, I just also think that the visuals are, are really striking and like the soundtrack is really interesting. It's it's very like um, uh, it's weird. Like like the visuals are cool and striking, but like the soundtrack itself is is very like um, otherworldly. If that makes sense, uh, it's got a whole aesthetic to it that I'm into. I like the way the story is being told. I like everything about it. Do you think this is PSVR one compatible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but I also don't know like how much I would assume it's probably. Yeah. PSVR yeah. It is It's huh? PSVR and PSVR two. So. Oh, nice. Your boy's going to have to find that, that hookup because I don't have any of that hooked up right now, but I don't know how good that is. Like, I don't know what that would add to the experience. Just, I guess being able to look at it instead of having to like turn the map around, you just like look, no, at I'm not it. looking at it. I'm being it. Wow. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's just it's a first person. Oh my god, can you imagine you if you get to one of the people or you you get like to be one of the people that's following the dog and you just see their path and their descent? I wonder if I'd get motion sickness from that. Maybe one of the powers is that you do become the people. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's like it's wow. super simple. It's like right at the beginning of the game because like um sometimes you'll send them on a like a jump that's like ha- like all the way across a level or across like a big gap or something and you can't make that jump so instead you have to like jump into their bodies and then jump out of them sounds pretty um, fun it's really good i'm really really liking it uh justin you've been playing tears of the kingdom i've been playing tears of the kingdom and i want to talk about it with you but People I know are afraid of getting spoiled for certain elements in the game. And it's it's interesting. It's it's a little peculiar to me because it's not there's not like spoilers for the story necessarily, although I'm sure there are. But it's more like there are spoilers for um, uh, uh, there are spoilers for like the stuff. Um, there are spoilers for like the stuff that's actually in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and and I know people get kind of uh, uh, not weird about that, but like people don't want to hear it sometimes. So if you're interested in hearing our more of our extended thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom and more of our conversation on that, we're going to save that for the end of the episode so that if you want to enjoy this episode and don't want to hear any of that, don't want to hear any of whatever. Again, we're not going to spoil like story stuff, but we're just going to talk a little bit more in depth about like maybe the things we found out, out and about and whatever. Um, yeah, that's that's when we're going to talk about that. So instead, Justin, can we talk about the news? Let's do it. Well, well, well. Blizzard. What do we have here? Blizzard, what are you doing? Blizzard, are you telling me you scrapped the co-op PvE hero mode for Overwatch 2? The only thing that was carrying your company? The only thing that was making me, like potentially excited for anything that your company is doing for the rest of time <laughs> i'm telling you i i literally thought like I, I i was defending xbox last weekend but the second xbox comes in they do this deal and all of a sudden they've been canceling things left and right you know what you're so right for mm-hmm. that uh um, so it can't be on game pass you know what no one can have it they said no they one said can that it. in that they, they said that xbox loves to to you know like uh 
make decisions for a company they don't own yet. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? They, like, just they love, love it. just doing that. They Preemptively, we're shutting this down. Did you see, by the way, I'm sorry, this is like, it's like not related. Um, some editor at some enthusiast website was like, uh, uh, reviewers are already ready to give Starfield a mm. 7 out of 10. And she's like, what are you talking about? Let me tell you, a seven out of ten for Xbox is a Fine. big deal. That's a yeah, big deal. Kind of deal. a win right now. I know. Right? They'll take it. They'll take it. Um, gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so on Tuesday, Blizzard announced that um, in order to quote keep resources devoted to the live game that is Overwatch Two, the company made the decision to completely cut hero missions. Development on the PVE experience really hasn't made progress that we um, would have hoped," said uh, Jared News executive producer of overwatch 2 the team has created a bunch of amazing content so there's awesome missions that are really exciting there's brand new enemies that are super fun to fight and truly great ridiculous hero talents but unfortunately the effort required to pull all that off together into a blizzard quality experience that we can ship to you is huge and there really is no end in sight or defined kind of end date uh, when we can put that out into the world. And so we've left, we're left with another difficult choice. Do we continue to pour all of our effort into PVE, hoping that it can land at some point in the future, or do we stick with this set of values we've aligned on and focus on the live game and focus on serving it all to you with everything we've learned? Blah, 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 blah. What this means is we won't be delivering that dedicated hero mode with talent trees, that long-term power progression. Those things just aren't in our plans anymore. All of this is to say that it's just not happening. There is no... Solo slash co-op PVE hero mode coming to Overwatch 2 in the future. What does this make you th feel and think, Justin Makovich? A lot. A lot of things. So I'm going to talk as like the the um, not so like I, at one point you were a pretty big Overwatch fan. I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts and feelings yeah. about this as an Overwatch fan. So from an outside perspective, mm. it seems to me a lot of this whole Overwatch 2 launch has just been not a big deal. And I don't think, like, looking at player counts, uh, I'm looking in the last 30 days. This is on activeplayer.io. In the last 30 days, the average daily player count was 1.7 million. Which of Overwatch? That's not terrible. That's Overwatch too. So like yeah, that's that's not horrible. They're still they're still getting those. Um, but like the overall like growth of it doesn't seem to be like continuously adding new players. I mean, it's been pretty stagnant. Um, let's see. In April of 2023, it was uh 1.7. In March of 2023, it was 1.68. In February of 2023, it was 1.65. In January of 2023, it was 2.1 million. So, like, it's pretty consistent, which I think is, to be honest, a pretty good thing to see that you have pretty consistently active players on it. But this doesn't seem to be the Overwatch moment when the original Overwatch launched. Like, that game was pretty much from the start a big deal, <laughs> right? Like, um, this one just seems to have come out and it's there. And I would assume a lot of the people who are playing it are probably people who have been playing Overwatch rather than a bunch of new people. I can't imagine that anyone has picked up Overwatch 2 that wasn't into Overwatch 1, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's good to hear that I guess the player count for Overwatch 2 is still good because in my circle of, of people who I know, no one is still playing Overwatch anymore. Like, like there was that moment when Overwatch 2 launched and we were all kind of like jumping back in to see what's up. But like, it was kind of embarrassing. Like, 
I don't know. Like I'm like I'm just like for what they put out and saying like this is Overwatch 2.0 and it's like yo it is all of the same maps, all of the same characters. Some are some are nighttime now. Some are nighttime now. Don't they're not all exactly right. Like it's just like oh cool. This is nothing. This is like this is like what would consider be considered to be like free DLC now. You know. Um. So it was the sort of thing where I like I was interested in it, but it just wasn't anything. Um, and so like, I guess I'm happy for the people who are still playing it, but like, I don't know. The whole PVE thing was like the whole pitch for me for what Overwatch 2 would be, or like a great like idea of like, Hey, here's how we can make Overwatch 2 interesting. And so the fact that they're just cutting it out, right? Like, I think it's just, it's, it's bad, not bad. Like, like, Hey, like good. If you can, if you're making that decision, whatever, like, that's good for you to make that choice and to do that before, like to, to just pull the plug when you've got to pull the plug, whatever. But the fact that they had been hyping it up for what, four years since 2019 when they announced it. And that when they announced it, that was like one of the big selling points for overwatch two as an idea that we've been like seeing like so frequently uh, with updates and whatever, like the fact that it's just, it's nothing now uh, I think is pretty disappointing. And just like, for me, it means I will not jump back into overwatch. You know what I mean? Like, like I would have, I would have at least checked it out when that comes out. Where I guess when that came out, um, but I, I'm not, I'm not touching it again just because there's nothing there for me that I haven't already done before. You know? Yeah, it's it's sad, and I think like looking at they have their season six roadmap right, um, and what they say for the uh, roadmap here um, is it is. Oops, let me let me open this up. They say it is. Um, season five, they have whatever season six, they have story missions, new support hero flashpoint and hero mastery. So they have new story missions. I don't know necessarily what that means. If there's been story missions in the past, obviously it's not this like big mode, but like, I don't think it's like a massive, like, like to you, have you heard anything about story missions? Uh, I'm not familiar with what those are now. So I don't know what that is. And then even season seven and beyond, they have a new tank hero, a new collaboration event, new control map, new winter event, new hero mastery missions, uh, Roadhog rework, <laughs> fan favorite modes return, cinematic deb- debuts, uh, competitive mystery heroes return, lore codex, and Sombra we- rework. To me, I don't know, that's not like an enticing thing. Saying there's this new way to play the game is enticing to me. Yes. It might get me in there, specifically for this free-to-play game that's out there that I I guess doesn't necessarily desperately need um, a, a shot in the arm to like get itself re- rejuvenated. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's It just seems very not big of a deal to me. And not that's, that they canceled that, it, the but the Overwatch 2 in general, just not a big moment it was just so underwhelming and when it like all switched over it was like the exact same thing just with like a little bit new menus you know yeah yeah. Uh, and the only difference in the menus was there is a store page now (laughs) like that there's a two after every mention of overwatch you know yeah yeah um and and like you know this will mean nothing to you but junkenstein's revenge is like the thing that i think about a lot with like what i was excited for with the overwatch 2 pve stuff which was basically like a story mode mission that was like 25 minutes long or something like that um there was that one and then there was another one that i really liked um that was like a prequel to the events of overwatch and whatever um but like that stuff was really cool in the original game and i was excited to see more of that in overwatch 2 but like it's just not gonna come and to me that just means me someone who 
loves Overwatch, like the original Overwatch, like loves it to death. Uh, it means that I'm just not going to touch this ever again. Probably. Did you, did you say Junkenstein? Junkenstein, yes. Oh, that sounds like a like a fun little children's play idea for me. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for those Activision Blizzard lawyers, though. They will. I, uh, yeah, they'll come at me. Up. I'm sure they yeah. will. So come yeah, so I don't know. This was like this was like a like a sad period at the end of this story of like I guess like this was the sad answer of of what is Overwatch two? Nothing, just nothing. Absolutely jack diddly squat. Remember when Fortnite came out and it was just very average, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh, well, let's just throw in this battle royale game, and then it became the biggest thing ever. This seems yes. like the opposite of that. Yes, where they, it was <laughs> like so much potential, and it was yeah. like huge, and yeah. they were like, what if we made this really boring? And, and like, what if we just didn't for, for, for four straight years? I guess at this point, probably six years, because the original Overwatch came out in 2016. I was a freshman in college. I remember because I was playing Overwatch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so boo. 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 Justin, PlayStation Showcase has been officially announced. Uh, by the time you're listening to this listener, uh, I think the showcase will have aired or be ready to air. Oh, no. It's it, going to be ready to air if you're listening yeah, to this we're, exactly we're getting, when this episode goes up. If, if you time it up perfectly, if you start this exactly at um it would have to be two two thirty two thirty yeah two twenty let's give us a little bit of two twenty um and if it's like not quite lining up just pause just pause this and just wait just pause it just pause it and then it'll start and then you'll hear us talking about speculations of this as (laughs) it's coming in um yeah so we got this 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 showcase this is obviously not a state of play which is the the more bite-sized um playstation uh announcements that happen over throughout the year this is a playstation showcase this is like their version of the of e3 um so this is going up on uh may 20 what is that 25th 24th third fourth 24th 24th there it is um starting 1 p.m uh pacific time and 4 p.m eastern time um i uh i'm excited to see what they got going on here um I, I think that we know that we're going to see Spider-Man. I think that seems I sure like hope pretty... so. If we didn't, I'd be a little worried. <laughs> we, we've been hearing rumors about Spider-Man. Um, they uh, they came out and said today that it is not a co-op game. Although I thought we knew that. I thought that like I that would be wild to me. I, yeah. I guess it'd be cool if you could play Spider-Man and Miles Morales. But like, I mean, di- didn't you think when Uncharted Four came out, it would be a co-op game? One of you plays Nate, the other of you plays Sully, and all you do as Sully is just drink and progressively get worse and worse at your aiming. I was, I thought that was going to be the case, and I was so disappointed when it didn't happen. I, uh, I was so excited when they announced that the last of us part two would be multiplayer. One yeah. person plays as Ellie and the other person plays as the crowbar that lies on the ground until Ellie picks it up and swings it at a bad guy. Who plays, who plays the golf club? Oh, I should have said golf club. That would have been better. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for player three. Um, you got to plug in the, the controller port. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, yeah. So, so this is the showcase here. Uh, I think we've we've speculated about this in the past. We again, Spider Man Two. I think is is a is a pretty safe bet. Um, we've been waiting to hear about the Last of Us multiplayer since last summer. We've been waiting to hear about this Horizon game 
the the multiplayer game that they've got going on and then i also know that like gorilla has talked about having like multiple uh uh like multiple they're juggling multiple horizon things at once um right now so we might hear about that um might get a get an update on like something like death stranding 2 tekken 8 which have been featured at other showcases um what else? what I mean what else here? Can, can uh, I can I throw us uh, some like slight speculation here about Death Stranding right yeah. now? And in fact, even if you're listening to this on the 24th, up until the 25th of May, you can grab a Death Stranding on the Epic Store for free. And I recommend oh. that you you pick that up because Death Stranding is a really good game. And my speculation is the reason that could be free is because we're going to hear Death Stranding 2 news at the, sh- the showcase and if you look at may 24th and playstation and you line them up over each other it says hideo kojima that's wild i know it's yeah. fantastic so just just look look out for that speculation I, I see it i've done it i've done the math uh but yeah i don't know are there any is there anything specifically that you're like wanting to see here other than just like the bit i mean like obviously you want to see spider-man right obviously we want to see last of us multiplayer like whatever but like anything I mean, specifically that that you're this is like this is over an hour correct i think they said it's about an hour yeah Yeah, so like it's about an hour conference and and i think um what i am excited to see is with it being an hour i think it has to be more than just them announcing what we know about i'm sure they're gonna be talking about the longer term uh roadmap for where it could go i mean i am not the kind of person who's expecting wolverine to suddenly like have a splash screen and say 2024 i don't think that's happening like i'm not insane you don't think so i don't think so but maybe 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 it is but like the thing i like about knowing that there's a wolverine out there is to knowing that it's out there and i have that to look forward to and i don't i don't need them to over uh promise for it i don't need them to give me a release date or release window i know it's there and it makes me excited for the future of playstation so Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that whatever they do they just tell me they have some new and cool stuff there that i might not get this year maybe not even next year but it's just there waiting for me um and like i think if they can do that with just one or two games that i have not expected that i'm excited for um i i think uh it could be a, a fun little conference and i don't think that's asking too much just to be excited about the next few um years of sony for me no and and i think that their showcases have been pretty good i mean like any like here's the thing I, the state of plays to be entirely honest with you i could care less about they are you're usually just not for me just because it's it's like we're gonna look at two games for 15 minutes and unless i care about one of those two games then I just don't care. Right? No matter how clear they are, we're only showing four PSVR two games in this. And nothing people are like else. Always like nothing yeah, so I'm else. I'm thinking we're seeing Final Fantasy yeah. VII remake two. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking when we see Shadow Drop of the next Metal Gear game. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I'm thinking like God of War Ragnarok. Like it's been over six months since that game came out. Like yeah, yeah. the sequel's probably ready, right? Uh, yeah, I agreed. Like, like people like lose their shit over like these small ones, and I just don't care about the small ones really. Um, the the PlayStation showcases to me, that's an event, right? I'm getting dressed up, right? I'm wearing my PlayStation hoodie. I'm wearing my PlayStation pants. I'm wearing my PlayStation shoes. I'm getting my PlayStation face tattoo ready for that. You know what I mean? It's gonna say, "Be greater, PlayStation Five forever." Underneath. Both oh, I thought you were gonna say, "Be greater, you PlayStation hater." You know, a greater hater. You get that going on. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, so th- my new tattoo idea is that. So just write <laughs> that down. If you want to draw that up for me, I'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, these these are always fun, and I'm excited to to see what they've got cooking. Especially because, yeah, you said like it's gonna be 
more than an hour. And the things that we know will be there are Spider-Man and maybe Wolverine. And that's kind of it. I'm going to assume we're going to see Stellar Blade. That's that um, Bayonetta, Devil May Cry. What, what kind of genre is that? Like uh, Shitty. Shitty genre? No, Justin. <laughs> the, the, it's like an action spectacle or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, that, like, like I, I imagine we'll see that. Um, I'd rather play Redfall than Bayonetta. Is that true? Actually, probably. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. You know, we, maybe we should move on. Um, um, I, I do have to say, this could potentially be what makes or breaks my fantasy team. If they sit there and say Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two coming out December, if they say Last of Us multiplayer is coming out with a 30-hour single-player story attached to it in September, and then if they say, uh, what's the other game that I have? Oh, if they say, um, and we got Metal Gear Solid Three coming out tomorrow. If those three games come out this year, yeah, there's no I, way. I think there's no said. way. There's no way. I mean, what if Pikmin scores a 99? And I lose all of those points. If Pikmin mm-hmm. scores a 99, I will, on live television, eat a Pikmin. If Pikmin score, Okay, what will you do if Pikmin scores above an 85 for our podcast, for the clicks, for the views, for the listeners? What, I will, what would I will, you do? I will buy it, and I will oh, okay. stream it the, for the... the most, I will buy it, and I will, form of I will stream it for the only hour I'll give that game, and I will, I will play it. I'm sure it's going to score over an 85, right? Like... Uh yeah probably I mean, they, uh, but, they tend but to do if, well. it, if it scores over an eighty five I will stream Pikmin and then every time a Pikmin dies I will eat um a bite of salad that'll be like the oh like so like you're kind of eating them yeah 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 that's kind of fun yeah so or radish how many radishes just, just... how many radishes is like unhealthy to eat um I'll be honest with you I don't know. Something tells I'm, me if I do this like stream, more than like four. If I do this stream, I'm gonna have to circle the calendar the day after for just recovery. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fiber in those. I All think. the salad and radishes I just ate. I'm gonna. That's need. a lot of roughage. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see the Final Fantasy stuff though, just because uh, I know Square Enix likes to do their own presentations. You know what I mean? And like Final True. Fantasy, the, the roadmap for the Final Fantasy remake stuff was like announced at a Square Enix presentation, not any other big showcase you know what i mean yeah um but i mean they've done other stuff with sony though so who knows um so yeah there you go uh we will know about that when this episode goes up uh and if you are interested in hearing um sort of more our uh, more of our immediate thoughts after after it goes live uh we're gonna be doing our bonus episode for our deluxe patreon producers um uh that that'll be going up on wednesday as well so if you're interested in that patreon.com slash hitbox pod justin I know that we've been talking about like what games are coming out this year with this PlayStation showcase, but Matthew Peretta voice of Alan Wake uh, sort of let slip on a podcast called monsters, madness and magic. Um, and he said that Alan Wake two is supposed to be coming out in October. What do you think? I mean, it, what, when do you want this game to come out? October is the perfect day for like time for yeah. it. I get it's an yeah. absolute perfect thing. It's a spooky, creepy game. I just, Maybe this is me being wrong here, thinking about this. You would have heard about it by now. I don't know, man. I mean, it means we, we, we go back to like what we, I think we talked about this last week. We're Insomniac. Like people have been asking Insomniac, like, where's the game? Where's the trailers? And they're like, yeah, we're just we're working on it. So we just want to work on it instead of 
spending like all this time making like good looking trailers and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, when did we first hear about it? That was was that in twenty twenty one? It was twenty twenty one at the, in like I November the it was like the end of the at year the game awards at the game awards right. So that's in what November December December December. So it was like right at the end there, um, and we really haven't heard of it since. Correct. Um, bits and pieces from um like blog posts i mean like they said they said that they're still on track for a 2023 release um in some blog posts that we we read on, i think on the show um a few months ago but uh, i mean yeah we haven't we haven't like seen a, there's not been like a second trailer for it or anything like that so when the, this quote to me is everything it's not going to come out in october of 2023 it's supposed to come out in october of 2023 well but so, isn't that how all games work right like oh, no yeah, have, yeah i mean that, yeah. that's when it's supposed to come out so for me like maybe when like voice acting happens pretty early in the process compared to everything else i would assume here that when it's supposed to come out that was their target date is it going to mm-hmm. hit that i don't think they're going to push it to come out in october um personally. let me hit you with this all right hit me. we've seen we've gotten one trailer for marvel spider-man 2 yep and it was came it it was in i think like august of 2021 and then we haven't seen it but we're expecting it to come out this year i'm gonna say like the one company in this whole wide world i would believe that can turn something around quickly and good is insomniac that's very true. Yeah, because no, I mean, they're, they're like, like same year they came years. out with Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank in the same year. Like the, the company is just they're going at it. Like yeah. I, like I I trust them more so than others. I would say that is partially an anomaly. But like with Miles Morales, do they have to show anything for people to be interested in that? Or the, uh, with Spider Man Two? No, I mean no. they could they could release it. Say it's coming out tomorrow, and it would still sell crud tons. Yeah, that's super fair. Alan Wake, I still think Alan Wake is popular. I think Remedy is popular, but I don't think it's on the same level as Spider Man. Uh, you know what I mean? It's not mainstream appeal. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. superheroes are very popular, but Spider Man particularly is like huge. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I just I would have thought we would have heard or seen something a little bit more than this. But if it comes out, you know me. I need a spooky game to play. Right now, it looks like it's going to be um, Callisto Protocol. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Justin, you want to play a scary game? Don't play Callisto Protocol. Well, I mean, what else am I going to play? Resident Evil Dead 4? Space remake? Oh, Resident Evil 4? Dead, Dead Space, Justin. I mean, I've already, I, by that point, I'll already have Dead like Space. platinumed, achieved whatever I need to do in Redfall, so I'll need something else. Dead. Dead Space. Space. Um, I'll say this, though. What if we see this Alan Wake 2 at the PlayStation Showcase? Is it, do we know, exclusive, not exclusive, Remedy? Uh, it's not Remedy. It's not exclusive, but it'll be for PC, Xbox Series X, and PS5. Yeah, I think if they can if they can get an Alan Wake announcement, I think that's big, big bananas um, for uh, Sony. Um, and that's why, like, let me tell you something. I am so much more excited about this Sony, the this Sony, this specific Sony thing than any like than it would be like E3 week because you got this and you got a week to wait. Like what we're gonna mean? get we're gonna get drip fed these announcements all summer. So if we don't get it, if we don't get this announcement oh, this week, yeah, yeah. we got a whole summer that whenever Alan Wake is ready to be shown, we're gonna get Alan Wake at its finest. Yeah, because also I mean like you know it could end up hitting on. Um whatever uh, Jeff 
Keeley has going on because like they announced opening it. night live. Yeah, I think he said there's yeah. like three announcements or something like that. And you would yeah, assume Koj- ones. Yeah. Ko- Kojima is going to come out there and say something like, "And I got nothing again. Just yeah. you know, got nothing." <laughs> just, me, Hideo uh, Kojima. I still am alive. Yeah, I am um, here. Thank you. Yeah. So hey, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm not putting a lot of stake into this just because voice actors oftentimes go on podcasts like this and say like, hey, we're working on this or hey, this is when it is. Yeah. But like you think about like how plugged into the like release window for <laughs> this he might be like, I'm sure they told him, hey, we're looking to have it at this point. But again, like you were saying, it could be could be not particularly super accurate. But I just think it's important we shine a light on this story, regardless of what happens. I like what you did there with shine a light Thank on you. that. Thank you. Um, last thing here, last little piece of news, uh, Mortal Kombat one is the name of the new Mortal Kombat game, not to be confused with, well, Mortal Kombat one, like the original still better than Lord of Lords of the Fallen and Lords of the Fallen. Were we talking about this on the podcast or was it before? Oh, maybe it was before. Maybe it was before the podcast. Sorry. Like this Lord Lords of the Fallen is a video game. It was like the first big triple A souls like game came out in 2014. I didn't realize that they were doing this, but the sequel to that game, Lords of the Fallen, is coming out later this year in like also October or like September or something like that. And it is also called Lords of the Fallen. Why the fuck would they do that? I, I don't why, know. Why? What? Like, it, like, why would they do this? Unless it's to a rate, unless there was something that happened in like Lords of the Fallen one that was like. That they wanted to like do you, erase, do you develop, like do you, strike the record of do you develop like a stutter or something like is that what happens at the end of the game? And he just repeats it again. It's he like, says it again. Yeah, yeah. it's going to happen again. What's going to happen? Like again? It reminds me of like Lords like, of the Fallen stares right at the camera. Suicide Squad versus the Suicide Squad. I feel like that was intentionally named similarly so that when people look up this movie, they're yeah, not the going to think about thing. like they, yeah. they might find the, the, yeah. the better one. Right. But um, sorry, Mortal Kombat one is a reboot. I think I'm not super well versed in Mortal Kombat. All the uh, truth be told, but it's a reboot uh, or, or maybe like a retelling of um uh the original mortal Kombat stuff um and it is a video game that is coming out in september slated for september 19th 2023 um so that's very exciting um for mortal Kombat fans because there have been plenty of leaks about this game uh, uh over the past few months um but it'll supposedly be coming for ps5 xbox series x and s pc and the nintendo switch which just makes you wonder like was this a cloud game or oh, is this? Do you do you remember uh, Mortal Kombat was at eleven that came out on the Switch? Did it? It was like ridiculously bad performing on the Switch. Like they had this like open like crypt area that you could go in and like explore. It was literally just fog everywhere because they couldn't like render it like well oh, enough, so and funny. it ran so poorly on the Switch. Um, yeah, it was like I think eleven dollars a couple weeks ago on the Switch, and I was like, I could play Mortal Kombat eleven. I almost bought it. I uh, get nothing out of fighting games, but if this does come out this year, we'll be getting Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, and what seems like Tekken 8 all in the same year, which yeah. is just wild. Because, I mean, I, I think the game that's the, the series that's been releasing like most consistently has been Mortal Kombat. It seems like every you know three or four years we get a new one of those. But like the fact that it all lined up that all of these fighting games would be coming out this year, I think is, is kind of cool. You add those numbers up, that's 15. 15 is Kojima's favorite number. So it's interesting that you mentioned this because there's some cameo fighters that are going to be coming to Mortal Kombat 1, and Hideo Kojima is one of them. 
Um, really? I'm, of course. No, I'm kidding. That'd be oh my awesome, god! Though. I was like, because I thought it'd be pretty funny if it was Sam Porter Bridges and like one of his like finishing moves, <laughs> he takes a bunch of shit off his back and just throws and it just, on like, you. Yeah, you carry it all, down. and then he like gets like crushed under it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but the, some of the cameo characters include uh, Peacemaker, uh, not Peacemaker. Oh yeah, Peacemaker from <sighs> Peacemaker Have from you seen the that Suicide show, by the way? Squad. Weirdly Have, enough, uh, no, I don't. No. no, the Peacemaker show. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna admit it. It like has no reason being as enjoyable as it is. I heard it's good, but yeah. no, I, I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, so you got Peacemaker from DC stuff, and then Homelander from The Boys. Um, all right, and, all right. Is that what he says? I've never I guess this is that one like like uh, uh, gif of him. But anyway, I've seen the gif of him going like like uh, like he's really nervous or something. I have no idea. I have no context for it. I've not seen the show. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, um, and then uh, people were also saying that uh, Omni Man might be might be in there as well. Uh, that was um, one of my favorite death battles, Omni-Man versus Homelander. What do you mean death battles? What does that mean? That's the, the is it, the, the, aren't they called like death battles when they like have like two characters and they like line up what their like pros, strengths and weaknesses are. And oh, they, oh, sure. And they animate them fighting each other. Does, does, who wins? Homelander who, I mean, who do you think Omni-Man? wins? I'm going to say Omni-Man. I don't know it's, anything about Homelander though. Yeah, like spoiler alert for this. He basically says, I'm going to make you eat your heart. And at the very end of it, he literally he makes, makes Homelander eat his own heart. It's pretty, pretty. Uh, it sounds about right. Omni-Man is, um, hey, Invincible. It's a good comic. It's a good TV show. He is also practically Invincible. So that's what it seems. That's yeah. how it seems. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the one uh, thing you can't, de- you can't destroy, his heart. Oh wow! Because he doesn't have one. Doesn't he? Because like, of what he empathy? destroys, destroys Mark's life. Destroys. But, I guess he he does have a heart because he cries and he leaves. Yeah, yeah. Like he had to leave. Like I don't Spoilers. know. I I haven't watched this. The read the 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 series. I've only watched it. So I'm assuming eventually it comes back and everyone is just like happy. Oh, Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya, and then that uh the the battle lion. What's his name? Everyone thinks he's such a fucking badass. Um, I think his name was just Battle Line, wasn't it? Ba- whatever it <laughs> no, is, like apparently he's like a badass, and like it's like when I first saw uh, what was the, what was the movie where you first saw Thanos at the end of it? Which Marvel movie? Avengers. It was Avengers. Okay, at mm-hmm. the end of it, I see this like, and this is like, I have no, com- I'm not not comic literate. You see like Thanos like look at the screen, and this one guy in the theater stands up and just like it's Thanos, and I'm like, okay, good for you. Who's that? You know, like, I, don't know and, I don't know what this yeah, means. Yeah, yeah. Um, I lied, by the way. Sorry, there's one more story here. Uh, Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Mirage is apparently the series reboot that we've been waiting for. Although it's weird <laughs> that, like, they need another reboot. Didn't they just, like, reboot the formula with um, Assassin's Creed Origins? That was, like, six. That was not, not that long ago. Anyway, Assassin's Creed Mirage, going back to the, uh, the Crusades, I think, um, is apparently supposed to be releasing later this year in October, right alongside Alan Wake 2. And uh, Ubisoft has said in, um, where was this? Uh, Did they just make this announcement generally, or was this like an investor call? I think Uh, it was a general announcement. Actually, it was smoke signals. They did it. They just had some smoke coming up with a blanket. Out of the, like, like the Pope. Yeah. Remember remember in Assassin's Creed 2, when you have a punch out with the Pope at the very end? Video games peaked at that moment. <laughs> uh, when you had a punch out with the Pope. It happens. Um, Did you play it? It happens. Yeah. yeah get these. It's great. These you throw goldies, you, you like throw your hidden to blades work. to the side and like you, you like take all your like swords and stuff off yourself and the Pope like throws down his magical staff and you're just like, let's fucking end this right now. You just have a big punch out. It's great. Anyway, 
Um, Ubisoft CEO Yves uh, Guillemot, I don't really Yves know, French. Uh, he said, as a part of our progressive uh, uh, reallocation of resources, we notably plan to increase the number of towns working on the Assassin's Creed brand by 40% over the coming years. Um, so it seems like more people are going to be working on Assassin's Creed. I know that that is like... Ubisoft has like a lot of different plate spinning, but I've always found Assassin's Creed. It's always felt like to me that Assassin's Creed is like the big franchise from Ubisoft. I know they have like Far Cry. I know they have like Tom Tom Clancy stuff and whatever. But to me, it always seems like Assassin's Creed is like their biggest thing. Right. So it it doesn't surprise me that they would want more. Um, But I I do know that, I mean, Ubisoft has been kind of really mismanaged over the past few years, as we've covered on our show here. Um, I, I don't know if this necessarily like instills a whole lot of confidence in me, but nothing Ubisoft has done over the past let's call it five years really has, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think like putting that much more, uh, that many more resources into Assassin's Creed. I don't think that helps. I think one of the things that has made Assassin's Creed a bit more manageable for me is the fact that they've kind of slowed down how fast they've been releasing them. So I, something about Ubisoft doesn't tell me that this 40% more means that they're going to make the games 40% better. It tells me they're going to make 40% more Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. Um, so that kind of worries me a little bit because it's like they need, they're looking, looking at their earnings and they're like, ah, we haven't been doing as great as we thought. You know, it's going to make us do great Assassin's Creed. And then they just kind of shut everything else down instead of actually going through with, um, what we want. Sure. Sure. Uh, oh, and here are some specific numbers real quick. So during an earnings call, um, their CFO said that about 2000 developers are currently working on Assassin's Creed out of their total, the total Ubisoft workforce of 20,000 people. Um, and so if they're increasing it by 40%, it's going to be about total 2,800 people are going to be working on Assassin's Creed, which my goodness, those credits are already long, like <laughs> increasing that by 800 more people is, is a lot, but, um, there's a lot of Assassin's Creed stuff coming in the future. None of it is particularly exciting to me, but like, I guess we'll see how it goes, but. You want to talk about Tears of the Kingdom? What do you think, man? Let's do it. I don't have a sound for this. Yeah. Is that the sound? Like that sounds like what you the sound he makes when you give him the Korok seeds. No, it sounds like when you find the Korok seeds. Yeah. Uh, hey, so yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Legend of Zelda. So if you are uninterested in hearing anything about like the content of the game, that um, you, you just might not want to listen to this. Uh, Again, we're not going to be talking about like story spoilers or anything like that. We're just going to have a little bit more of a candid conversation where we don't have to pull back on the punches in terms of like talking about what we found and discovered and all that sort of stuff. Um, So if if you're uninterested in hearing that until you've played more of the game, all good. We will catch you next week. Um, If you're interested, though, Justin, how are you liking Tears of the Kingdom? I assume you put more time into it since we last talked. Like a, just a couple more like nights, and I, I I actually don't think I've stopped playing it. It just seems like whenever I look up, it's like the next day. I've lost my job. Dude, I've been in. I a, just I keep like, I sit down. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play this like for thirty minutes real quick, and then like two hours, like literally just two hours will disappear. I keep being like, okay, it's nine thirty. I'm gonna yeah. stop playing. At I got a half hour. I've got a half hour. Like me. Yeah. Ten o'clock, and then you know I gotta go do other stuff. I gotta take do laundry, do whatever, and then it's like it is. 1 a.m. What did I do? What do you think? I like 
I literally have started doing a shrine. Like before I go to bed, I'll like end up at a shrine. I'll get to that like stopping point. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to bed. And the next morning, like I wake up like maybe 10 minutes earlier than I should. I'm like, all right, I'm going to finish this shrine in the morning. And like there have been several times when I look at the clock and I'm like, I should have been at work 10 minutes ago. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just, uh, I got to stop. I got to be better about that. I almost on Friday took my switch to work because I'm like, I have an off period. I'm going to play it. But then I knew, I knew if I brought it, it would be. It'd it's be, a slippery slope right Mr. there. Mr. Makovich, what are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah, one sec. Uh, one sec. Uh-huh. Yep, and I've just been, like, playing it. Um, yeah, this game is, uh, it's addictive. It, this game is a drug. Um, and I don't want to call this game meth, but I'm getting close to calling it meth. Because, like, you know what it's doing to you. You know how it's destroying your life. But, man, the hits that keep coming, they just keep coming. It's just so, it's, it's so good i know we talked about this a little bit last week of just like hey this game is really good but like it just continues to be really good um i I think that it fixes so many of the problems i had with breath of the wild and maybe we talked about this a little bit last week but like it is just like it uses that first game as such a great jumping off point um that like i just can't stop playing it um i'm gonna be negative for a second because that's me you know me mr negative there are a couple things that I am still baffled they didn't work on fixing. Um, that is the combat is still not yeah. fun at all. Um, and like part of the combat is like cheesing through the combat. Like what's the best way that you can avoid combat? <laughs> kind of like if you go about that mindset, it's more yeah. fun. Um, it'll be like, what if I just rolled the giant bomb down this hill instead of fighting all these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's so, what the fun is. Yeah. So I would have just liked a little bit more of a tight combat. And the second thing, this game, like it's like the perfect simulator for what it's like to have ADHD because like you cannot <laughs> go in a straight line and finish a task. Yeah. Um, and like, it is just like, you know what you want to do. You're going to a place, but then there's this constant guilt of, I want to follow this bunny into this cave, or I want to get like, finish this shrine, or I want to see this thing over here, maybe get another story beat. Like there's just so many little things that are like distracting me from being focused that mm-hmm. When you first start the game, the game is the worst in its first five, six hours, I think, because there's all of this new stuff that you're getting that there's just there's no way to hold your focus and hold your attention. But then like once you start to like kind of like get your bearings about you and you start to more comfortably pick a lane that you're going in and kind of stick with it, um, it just starts to feel more and more purposeful in a certain way. Uh, and I don't feel that like pull in a thousand different directions because I've willingly chosen not to do some things to the game at this point, like right. the depths. Um, and oh, you haven't to, you haven't done anything? There? I, I've I've done like two missions in there to get the uh, some of the secret stuff that you get like right away. Like there's two story missions like right at the beginning that are kind of like introducing you to the depths. And I would recommend doing those because you get some pretty cool things with them. You're talking about the final two powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I recommend that for that purpose because like literally like those are like game changing, I think. Um, but like other than that, I have not explored it too much because there's just too many other things that I have to do. Um, but yeah, the game is such a walk around, man. Um, also, another thing that I don't like in terms of focus is this is a cool story in this game. Yep. But they do such a disservice with how they're telling me the story. Um yeah. So uh, remember in listener in the uh, Breath of the Wild, you had the photographs that you had to take of certain landmarks or whatever mm-hmm. to get like some like story beats and flashbacks. This one with what they do with it, it's much more e- easy to find out where they are. 
Um, like literally yeah. way more easy to find where those like things are. Not the weird. I don't know how you did the photograph thing without a guide. A guide. I don't yeah. know. It's impossible. I'm, the, whoever on IGN started that. Thank you for that, guys. Um, but this one, it's much more in your face. And I was like going through them and I went through the first, I think, five of those. And I was like, man, I wish they just told this story in a nice chronological order. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then I realized, no, for whatever reason, I lucked into getting the first five of those in the right order, and it just did not tell me a coherent story. And then later I, like, cut to the 11th one, and I got some pretty cool scenes there or whatever. And it was just like, I don't know. I It's a cool story. I wish they just told it to me in a more linear fashion. And I wish at times I had less options to be everywhere. So generally, they kind of like hold your hand into getting the first one first. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then in between getting that first one and then discovering the order that you're supposed to find them in, I got the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like, so it's not that like the story is like that complicated. No, but, no, no. But in that 13th one, I was like, oh, <laughs> 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 oh, so. Yeah, this is at the end of that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I also think, to your point, too, something I really appreciated about the first game is that pretty much as soon as you get off the Great Plateau, the objective is defeat Ganon. Yeah. Defeat Calamity Ganon, yeah. right? And you can go do that at any time. And that's uh, what I, I thought was really cool was that that objective was always there for whenever you were ready for it. And basically it was up to you to decide when you wanted to go and do that. Obviously there were other main story missions that you could do that you do in the meantime and, and all that sort of stuff, but like you didn't have to. And it was about like when you are ready for this, when you feel like you're ready, go take care of it and go do it. Whereas this one uh, doesn't have that. Like it, it has the, you know, go to the four different regions and, and, and help out with whatever's sort of like ailing each of the people there. Um, but there's no like, I don't know where I'm, I assume we're going to end Hyrule Castle just because that's where it always ends. Right. But like, I don't know what that is or what, what the main goal other than just simply like rescue Zelda is. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um that said, I'm finding plenty of reasons to keep going. Oh keep yeah. Exploring. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, cause I've done the first two temples. Have you done any of them yet? I've done one and then I'm almost, like you say the first two, we can talk about that in a second, but like I've done one and I'm almost in the second, a second one. Yeah. Cause it, it's kind of like, at least the way it seems after doing the first two is that like, there is some story stuff in the town uh, that you go to, to help, you know what I mean? Whether it's the Gorons, the Gerudo, the Zora or the bird, birds, what are they called? The Rito? Rito. Yes. Um, there's like stuff to do in the town, like story stuff. And then you like have to like ascend to get to the, you have to like travel to get to the temple. And then once you get to the temple, there's like, I don't know, let's call it an hour of puzzly stuff. And then you're kind of done. Um, so yeah. So I imagine that like you go to the place and then you have to like get to the temple and then there's the actual temple itself. But, um, so I did, I like, I followed the critical path at the very mm -hmm. beginning where they suggest you to go, which is the Rito village. I did yeah. that one first. And once you're done with that, the game opens up in a very good way. I think. Uh, what do you mean? Um, 
not only are you to a point where you're pretty competent with a lot of the mechanics of this game specifically, you get a couple cool traversal abilities uh, or a cool traversal ability that I think kind of makes moving. The, like gust one? The gust one. Yeah. Uh, I think that kind of makes like exploring the air even more fun and active in a way. Um, and like from that point on, it just feels like you've conquered the first thing and now it's like, all right, now I can start taking these in the order that I want to take them in. Mm-hmm. Almost. Because... I don't want to get into too many spoilers, but I'm assuming you're looking up at Rito Village, then they want you to go to the Goron, then the Zora, then the Gerudo. Uh, they want you to go, go to the Gorons next. I don't know which one comes after that, though. Okay, so I started doing the Goron one. Yeah. But there's this thing in this game called money. Mm, mm-hmm. And I don't got enough money to do the Goron one. Because you need the, the heat-resistant clothes. Yeah. Did you do that? Is that the one yeah. you did? Okay. Yeah, that's the one I did. Because I bought... So I... I in, in the first one with the Rito people, you need the cold-proof cold yeah. clothes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming that you're going to need to buy clothes from every one of the places you go. Um, so I didn't have a lot of money until I went to the Goron City. And I was like, wait a second. I've been carrying around all this ore for no reason. I'm just going to sell as much of this as I can. So I like I have still like a little bit like one topaz, one ruby and whatever. Um, but I sold the majority of that and was able to get pants and the shirt. And then once you have those two, you're That's able enough. to. Um, yeah. 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 So through, I didn't have enough. So then I kept I was like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start unlocking all my towers. And then yeah. through that process, I got pretty down the Zora path. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, I through that process. Um, I got to another like sticking point where they told me to do something. I was like, I can't quite do that yet. And then I continued to the Gerudo place and I am like heading to the dungeon as we speak. Oh, cool. Um, and it's, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. Pretty, 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 pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff going on in, in the world of of the Zelda. I can't get enough. I like I can't get enough. I just keep playing and, and like all my time is just sunk into this game. I, I have to admit the the it, it, like. I, I can't stop playing it. I can't stop thinking of it. I mean, I think I made like 12 references this at the beginning of this episode of me thinking yeah. about it. I don't find myself playing it constantly saying I am having a ton of fun. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, Like I find myself being like, oh, this is creative. This is clever. This is whatever. But like I can't stop playing it. I'm just not like actively being like this is just like fun. And I think part of it is because I'm really boring when I play it. I'm going to give you yeah. an example. You got your backpack dudes. Yeah, the the Koroks that are like, I need to see my friend. Yep. How do I solve every one of those motherfucking problems, <laughs> Peter? You pick I them up. Pick them up. like a rocket to him. I Nope. I just pick them <laughs> up, and then I avoid all the enemies on the way to his friend, and I drop them off. Okay, is that yeah. me being not fun? Probably. Is that me being stingy with my materials? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of the stuff I see, it's not like the stuff is hard to do. And in fact, it's pretty easy to like cheese most things in the game, I think. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of ways to just like trivialize everything. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just like. I don't get that like hit in my brain being like, oh, I'm so clever for doing this. I bet no one else has thought of putting this fan on this platform and flying up this mountain in this mm. exact way before. I don't know. I just, I'm just not getting that as I'm playing it. And I think 
for, and I said this last week, for everything good about the game, it is just a better version of Breath of the Wild. And I still feel like when I first played Breath of the Wild, where I was in my life and the first time playing it, it just hit me in a very different way. This game, however, is just not hitting me with that huge newness, but this game is so dense because every, yeah. I feel like if you're like putting the grid of the map, the other game probably had like 50% of like usable fun stuff on the map. This one is like almost 98%. It's like, there's it's just packed. so much everywhere. Like you turn here, there's a character that points you in a direction of this piece of armor. Or you go over here and you find a treasure map that points you down to the depths to get another piece of thing. Um, or you find, uh, you know, a uh, little cart or a little machine thing that you have to like put together that's just there. And you're like, why do I need this? And then you get on that and you find a Korok thing there that you can like mm -hmm. get to his friend or another puzzle or a way to ascend in the top. And there's just like so many little things that just make the world so full of each other like that it's just kind of crazy that wherever you go there's something to do and i'm never yeah. walking doing nothing for super long um but like in terms of me just being like take my breath taken away i don't know if i'm getting that in this game in a way that i can just honestly tell people that i'm loving it more so than anything interesting for me what it really comes down to is like you said that you're not like loving the creativity aspect of it um, or, or maybe not that you're not loving it, but that you're just not like leaning into that. Would you say? Uh, yeah. Like, like with the Koroks being that example, right? For me, <laughs> I think that's a perfect example. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Cause I think that's a, that's a great way. Like every time I see one of those, I'm so excited. Cause I just have to think about like, how am I going to get this little guy to his friend? What kind of contract, what kind of fucked up contraption am I going to make? Cause like, I've seen people make uh, mobile tanks, I've seen people make, like just things that I will never be able to make, you know, but um, it, it, for me, a lot of the fun just comes from like building and building and building and going like, wait a second, what if I did this and put this on here? And it really, I think, comes alive as you get more of the um, the like portable pieces. Would you do you know what I mean? Like it really the, 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 the moment that things really change for me is when you get the steering wheel um as a as a portable zone eye piece because it means that if you make a boat or you make a an airship or whatever you're able to actually like steer it and not have to just kind of angle it the right way um because usually when you angle something and just like go on a prayer like it's just not gonna work out yeah you know? yeah um but yeah I, like i'm just i'm really enjoying that sort of creativity stuff um i i find that like I get so lofty with my ambitions where I'm like, Oh, I see that thing way out in the distance. Like, I, like I'll find like a, a, tr a shrine right out in the distance and I'll mark it on the map. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to run directly there. You can't, you can't run directly there. I got sidetracked trying to find, um, a, a, a shrine because I discovered a little town and a girl was going to be leaving her parents. I'm not going to speak specifically about all this stuff. Cause I think it's a fun little quest. Girl's leaving her parents for the first time. And before she leaves, she wants to, to hang out with her dad one last time. And then so I spent 45 minutes with that quest trying to help her hang out with her dad. And then I got done with that. Wept with a single tear from the quest that I had in my in my real life eye. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I was walking that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, like there's just so much like you're saying, it's just so dense and there's just so much to find and so much to be seen. And, and like, I, I just I can't get enough of that. That little bit of discovery for me is what really makes it interesting. I was finding um, someone on Twitter tweeted at me uh, 
saying like, hey, did you find the big sword in this one area? And I was like, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I have I've not responded because I'm looking for the fucking sword. Because <laughs> I, I went to the place he told me to go inside this well. Um, and I ended up back into the caverns uh, underneath that like starting centralized town. And then I was exploring through those caverns looking for this sword that he told me to find. And I ended up in the basement of Hyrule Castle. Oh. So I was like, I made a mis- like not mistake, but like I, I made a wrong turn at some point. But like I spent 45 whole minutes in the in the the like chasms, not like not the depths, but like in like a tunnel underneath Hyrule Castle looking for this stuff. And I found all sorts of armor and all sorts of cool weapons and all that sort of stuff. It's wild. How did you get in the under when the castle's in the high air? Um, so in that central town where Pura lives, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, look out go, village, look out. Yeah. 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 Keep, if you go in the look. center, like if you climbed on the ladder in the center of the town where like the, the prayer statue is and everything like yeah, that, yeah. um, you can talk to this lady who's sweeping. And I think the second time you talk to her, she says that she hears voices coming in through one of the walls. And if you blow up the wall, there's a secret cavern. And inside the secret cavern, there's a devil statue that you can talk to and do stuff with. Or you can follow the path in there. And the path is like so winding and so crazy. And there's like all these different directions that you can go. um, And it will lead you into Hyrule Castle. But even like you're it's floating. I don't know. I got in. I got in, realized where I was. And I was like, you see Ganon there sharpening something. He's like, and and then I'm like, that's the sword that my Twitter follower told me to find. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but I'm so mad. I, like, I, I've been meaning to tweet back at him to be like, found it, but I've just, I've spent like two hours looking for this thing. I've been on a great adventure as I've been like discovering stuff and whatever, but like, it, it's just so, it is so dense and so cool. And every single, like, like that for me, that's where the fun lies. It's just like the discovery and just going like, whoa, this was here the whole time. And I think what makes this game really special, and I talked about this last week a little bit and compared it to Elden Ring, and I think that they both do this same thing, and it might be kind of similar to what I said last week, is that this game and Elden Ring as well, but this game and Breath of the Wild are perfectly fine with you missing stuff. Perfectly fine with you not seeing some of the coolest parts of the game, right? Obviously, the the big bosses that are in the trailers and all that stuff, they want you to see because that's part of the critical path. But there is so much in here that if you didn't see, if you that you won't see if you're not if you're looking for it, if you're not looking for it. Sorry. Do you know what I'm trying to say with that? And that I find to be really, really special and really, really cool because it makes every single time that you do find something feel so like exciting because it's like I wouldn't have found that if I didn't keep my eyes open. It reminds me also of like um, when you find uh, that moment in The Last of Us Part Two where Ellie sits down with the guitar and plays uh, Take On Me for Dina. You don't have to find that. That's not part of the main thing. But when you do find that, it's special because you know that you could have missed it, you know? And like, damn, that makes me so... It's just so fun for me. I like that sort of stuff. Oh, uh, my... I have two questions for you. Answer them how you will. First question. Go. Elden Ring, Tears of the Kingdom. Which one do you like better and why? Oh, that is a really good question. Um, I don't know yet because Tears of the Kingdom is so new. 
you know what I mean? And I haven't had time to really stew on it and, and, and whatever. I would tentatively say Tears of the Kingdom because while I really like Elden Ring, I think that it is... Um, I like what Tears of the Kingdom asks me to do a little bit more. I like that creativity of solving solu- of solving problems, of going like, there's like a thousand things you could do to get to the top of this mountain. You could just climb it. You could make a boat, like like an airboat to get there. You could use the, you could look for a, ca- a cave inside to like um, ascend through it. Like I love that sort of like figure it out, go however you want. And Elden Ring doesn't really have that because it's just like got a more, much more limited way of like interacting with that world. Um, I would say my personal thought is I like um, Zelda better because I enjoy the exploration better because I feel like I'm more active with it. I feel like there's still exploration in Elden Ring, but mm-hmm. like it's not the same sort of like I am the one changing the world or running up this mountain or doing this kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like I, a lot of the exploration I do in Elden Ring is akin to Skyrim. Um, and like what you do in Skyrim about like getting up the mountain in any way you can, (laughs) you know, like I I feel like there's a lot of that kind of like stuff. This one, I just feel like it is such a, like you're rewarded for going to a place by in in such a more active way than I think Elden Ring is for me. And I I I think they do a better job of tracking discoveries than they did in Elden Ring as well. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just, the map is more manageable for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously the combat in Elden Ring is is superior, and I look forward to the combat in that game, and I think a major part of that game is the combat in addition to everything else. So it's like, Agreed. you know, each, each one has its thing, but of course I would rather play the exploration thing of it. So I'm going to say Tears of the Kingdom um, yeah. based on just the... I, I spend more time exploring that world than I would fight in that world. Yeah. Second question. Yes. You're doing a guide for this, right? You're helping with the guide work, right? I am helping with the guide, yes. All right. Are you able to talk about this just a little bit? Yeah, of course. All right. How is finding all the damn bosses in this game? <laughs> Bad. Well, it's, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough because, um, like, uh, yeah, I could probably just I could probably talk about this. I think it's fine. Um, we are still trying to figure out exactly what direction we want to go with whether it is, do we need to mark every single boss? Or just find and and do a video for how to beat each one of the bosses. So, for example, Hinox. Hinox is the big ogre-looking guy with the one eye um, that, like, you'll find them. They're usually, like, sleeping when you find them, and then they get up and chase you around. And if you shoot them in the eye with an arrow, they fall on their backs, and then you, you like, hit them with a sword a bunch, and they die, right? There's a lot of those in the game. They were in the first game, too. There's a lot of those in this game. Do I need to record every single fight with those guys? Because the fight is the same with each of them. You know what I mean? There's some variants. Like some of them will have like a little bit of wooden armor on their knee that you got to like burn. But like for the most part, like it's the same fight. You know what I mean? So it has been uh, a little difficult because I've just been sort of like I've been trying to follow the main path a little bit just because there are those mandatory bosses that you'll run into. Um, But uh, a lot of it is just like, oh, that looks like where a boss might be. And then you go there and, yep, there's a boss here. You know, uh, you can you can sort of see that stuff on the map if you look for it. Um, but I've just been doing a lot of like free roam exploration. And every time I find a boss, I mark it on my map. And then during the day, um, like during my work day, I'll sit down, plug my switch in and uh, record myself. Well, I'll, I'll practice the fight. I'll like I'll make a save, practice the fight and then reload the save and, and fight it. Um, 
but it is difficult just because there are so many different bosses and also like i don't know like if the game is gonna let me know once i've finished <laughs> i assume it won't you know what i mean yeah and there's always new bosses and stuff too because i hear the yeah. depths is a lot of is a is a whole new <laughs> well and that's the other thing too like in the depths there's a lot of repeated bosses but they're covered in the gloom yeah and so it's like, is that a different fight? Not really, because the mechanics are the same. You know, yeah, there's like yeah. uh, stuff like that. But um, so a lot of times when you're doing a guide in a game, it kind of can ruin the experience uh, to mm -hmm. a certain degree. Do you feel like this one is ruining the experience for you when you're playing it or is it helping? I got the super easy. I got the most easy job out of everyone who, who's doing video guides for this, because um, if it was like have to find all of the shrines, eh, that might not be so bad because at least there's a checklist and whatever. Um, no. It's not because because I get to essentially they basically just told me to play how I want to play, making sure that I'm keeping an eye out for guy, uh, for bosses and whatever, and then do it at my own pace. Because I asked like I was like, hey, man, this is a game is like this is like big, big. <laughs> it's a pretty big game. Huh? Yeah. Like like because you like you try to get the game like the guides done like as soon as possible. You know what I mean? And it is, they're not saying to just like take my time. Like they're not saying like. This is a priority for me, but like they understand like <laughs> it's not that, I, that, I'm, yeah. that there's no way for me to also like find where the bosses are without playing the game. You right, know what I mean? And then right. also like, I found a bunch of, I found these like three headed dragons. Have you run into these yet? Mm -mm. Is they, from the trailer. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're like different elemental dragons that like will one shot me. I have almost a full. So I think I have a full one bar of health and I think I'm about to get my first one on the second line. One shot me every single time. Mm. I've marked those on the map and those are like, well, I got to come back to that at some point. But right now I can't because I need to play more of the game to, to, to be a better to weapons, better point. power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is so there's, there is a very real possibility where doing this for a guy would have ruined the game for me. There's someone who's doing like the main quest walkthrough that would have ruined it for me. Oh yeah. I can imagine that being rough. Um, um, yeah. What about the time plate? How long have you played it? I don't know because it doesn't tell, there's no internal clock. Yeah. Uh, in the actual like save spot um and you know how like the my switch, switch says started playing you, 10 days ago yeah me too so like i guess i'll know in the next few days because that eventually stops um but uh, if i had to guess in the last 10 days i probably have put in like at least between 30 and 50 i mean like i know that's a really wide margin but like it's i've been playing a lot for two you reasons you don't understand One. time there's some kind of no, rift you go in have you seen yes. interstellar people this is I, like I interstellar not, you're saying it's like it's just like time the one thing that can get through time and space is love and people's love of this game is bringing them through time and space and it is just messing with it man a thousand percent man because that's the thing too right like yeah i'm playing it for work but i'm putting a lot of those hours in myself you yeah. know what i mean like tonight when i play it i'm not going to be playing it for work yeah like um but yeah no it is it is uh it's great and i'm really liking it uh and i am looking forward to spending even more time with it too because like also like i know that there's all sorts of stuff like you know I'll, I'll finish the main quest and whatever but like there are all sorts of things that i'm like i'm gonna come back here and like there's all sorts of stuff that i want to see here and and deal with here and and whatnot and like i've just been collecting like a bunch of like little side activities and side quests and whatever that i'm like i don't want to do this right now but i know that eventually when I run out of stuff to do, I'll just be able to pick from this long list of like, oh, go here, check this thing out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like there's still be so much little stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you get to the quest that you have to do the the design racing car, the racing track? It's like right by no. Terrytown. 
No. Okay. It's 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 like you, you meet these people who are trying to do like test drives of these new cars, and you're basically like the test driver who has to like go around and like get the car to work. It's pretty. That's fun. awesome. Yeah. Did you do the thing where you have to fight the monster den in your underwear? No, no. I mean, <laughs> wait. You don't just go in your underwear anyway. No. They. Well. Well. Can I tell you something? It's a crime. The fit that they give Link at the beginning of this oh, game. It's, and the fit- it's rough. Well, hold on. Oh, oh, we might not agree here. The crime oh. is that it is ranked each like the toga shirt and the toga pants are each have one armor point each. Yeah, it's the best fit in the game. It looks oh, so good with his big I, wild hair. Like and like I, I buy the shirt. The pants are just something about those pants. It looked like he just like. He's got I don't like know the what, Wonder Woman bad. Like, yeah, yeah, like not good cosplay. I'll buy the shirt, but the pants, the second I could change in those snowy boots, I put those on and I was happy. Um, nah, it's a crime to me that you can't like I'll wear that when I'm running around because I like it. But then as soon as the fight sounds, I'm like, so right, I, I was in I was on. in the Gerudo Desert and it was real hot and I didn't have enough hot clothes. I only had enough money for one of the hot clothes. I, yeah. I, no, I didn't have enough money. They were only selling one of the anti hot clothes. Um, so I'm running around my underwear thinking that would do something. It didn't. So I have this big cut scene with like the main characters <laughs> and like they say everything and like, oh, and by the way, put on some clothes. And I was like, what? Like they said that. Yeah. Like That's it was so like funny. after the end of the line, they said in like one more thing and they're like, you should probably walk around with more clothes on. Like That's they're commenting so on my nudity. I'm like, listen, I got some nice bicycle shorts on right now. I don't know what you're talking about. I am not naked. I got my little hand, my headband up so i get the air in my neck and just nice and nice and cool in the desert got no shirt mm, on mm. Got the got a little, little fake monkey arm or whatever it is the uh cat arm what is that what is that animal what how your arm is not your real arm it's the, oh the, it's it's like the like yeah, he's like a cat, cat kind of like cat llama looking guy yeah like an yeah. alpaca you're an alpaca yeah alpaca. yeah those things are cute so i've got this i've been like playing with this in my hand all day uh as we've been recording it's the pages are empty this is a little book that has all of the cards for the amiibos for all of the Zelda amiibos. So every single day I, cause you can use the amiibos in the game. I open up the amiibo like thing and then I just scan all the cards and I've been slowly like you get, like you can get the, all of the outfits from the previous games and stuff like that. I've been slowly accumulating, uh, like links, OG outfits and I love them all very much. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but it sucks because it's hard to upgrade them because you need star pieces or star fragments in order to upgrade them with the great oh, fairies. I've been selling and that shit. You've been selling the star pieces? Oh, I, sh- I, I shouldn't. I use this for upgrades. I need money. I'm brokey. Yeah, sell those diamonds. Sell, like, the diamonds and the How amber. many diamonds do you get? It's, I need to go in the depths, don't I? Um, No, the depths because you're just going to get Titanite. Or it's not Titanite. Titanite's from Dark Souls. Um... I was thinking of a tight in night joke, but it, nothing came out appropriately in my head. So no, you're all good. You're all good. No, no, no. Um, in in the uh, in Death Mountain, uh, you, you can do all sorts of mining and get all sorts of ore and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But got anything else to add here? I mean, we're gonna be talking about Zelda a lot. I think over the next few weeks, but probably. Um, I yeah, I am now Zelda. Congratulations. I'm telling you, the the way her arms have just they are buff in this game. Yeah, she's jacked. She's gonna be picking up a sword at some point. You gotta think. And and like it's gonna be the master sword, and she's gonna be like, Link, you she's are got, my hope. And then she's gonna She's got that that new haircut as well. I'm a fan of the haircut. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that theory that that, that this is the, the first time they're actually like confirmed dating because you can sleep in her bed in her house? And there's one bed. Oh, my roommate was telling me about this that like you can go back to their house and it like implies that like she didn't live in the castle. She lived with yeah. him. 
Yeah. It's cute. I like but that. I did I did see I did see a comment on the bottom that says this guy didn't beat the game. <laughs> oh. So I don't know what that implies. Maybe there's a slight spoiler, but <laughs> interesting. I don't know. I mean, she's gonna be like Ganon. Hey daddy. I mean, he's so he's like he's fit. I haven't can I okay, like I guess this is a story thing. Have you seen him yet? Oh yeah, because I saw all the out of order stories from the finding the the little oh, like things. Oh, interesting, interesting. Because uh, I'm not, I've, I've yet to see him. Oh, you haven't seen him in any of those stories? No, I, I, I mean, saw- like they mention him in like with the uh, when you go to the temples and you like meet the whatever, like the people from the, the ancestors of like your yeah, yeah. your helpers. Like they mention him, and like you can kind of see him, but like I've not like fully seen because it was Ganondorf. it was if you're looking at the story things i didn't have number one i don't know what number one is it happens before you even get the depth thing when you lose. didn't you get it with impa no but like if you look there's the number that's like two yeah the first oh is it the first cut scene that you get in there is the one at the beginning of the game when you and zelda disappear from each other oh okay and then two three is the one from impa and then four, five, six are like whatever. I got to six, and six introduced Ganondorf for the first time, and I was like, "Well, that that's disappointing." It wasn't even like it's an introduction. It was like, and that's why I don't like how the story is told because it felt mm-hmm. literally like I missed something at some point, and it was just all of a sudden like I'm here to destroy you, and I'm like, "But like, w- w- more about you. Who are you?" Interesting. Anyway. Interesting. Um. I also saw yeah, the scene I'm, from the trailer when he powers up. He's like, gah, gah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, this, I'm excited. I'm like, here's what's so cool about this game is like even hearing like that stuff from you that like here's like information I didn't know about the story and whatever. Like it doesn't even matter to me because it's like all, it's like about unraveling it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, like I, maybe I do also wish that they would have they, they could tell it a little bit better. But like it's about just unraveling like, wait, so what's going on and what happened here and all this sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got a question for you off the air about this because there's so many things I'm 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 interested about. But oh, gotcha. Um, okay. This is a well, good you game. put a pin in that, and I'm gonna say this. <laughs> no, not a sword, a pin. Oh, a pin, got it. Got it. Got it. With thumbtack, it's a, a it's okay. In the, the, the corkboard. The sword exploded before it went into me all the way. So oh yeah, yeah. I ran, I, ran it, out of durability. You know what I mean? You can uh, you can uh, repair your items by the way. Yeah, is you don't you pay the monies for it? No, where where you can pay for him? Yeah, there's like a town in the in the lower area, the lower was it never eat soggy north the like south southeast area. Yeah, interesting. You can also uh, feed a broken or an item that is like running low on durability to one of the rock octoroks. Oh yeah, that that around Death Mountain. But like in the in the original one in Breath of the Wild, it would clean up the rusty stuff. Yeah, and then spin back out and be the better version of it. In this one, it will. repair the item and then also add a new uh like damage modifier or something on, like oh. that to it well why um, why didn't why did it give the master sword away i should have kept that thrown at the octorok fix the master sword have you found that yet maybe we'll talk about that later i feel like that might be a spoiler thing i've not found the master sword or even if you can get it i don't know there are there is one of the tiers i have not found yet for stories so okay interesting yeah um before we wrap up here though we did get a question submitted to us as we've been recording on our Discord server. Yeah. Link that is in the description below. Uh, asked by Mr. Dave Parker. Best non-cereal breakfast food? I have an easy answer, Justin. It's the everything bagel toast with cream cheese. Everything bagels just need to go away. That is 
I will die on this hill. Everything That's bagels. Fine. No, no, you're, it's just me. I'm just not a bagel or person. Locks. I'm not the everything. Oh, you're a locks guy. That's fancy some, stuff over here. Look at well, you, I'm, the okay, fancy. I'm saying like you want indigestion at 9 a.m. You think fish causes indigestion? Fish, bread, and cream cheese. I am a garbage disposal shaped like a human being, Justin. Nothing can stop me. What, what were you drinking before this episode? <laughs> uh, my dinner. <laughs> yeah. I, drink, I drink my food now. It's a nightmare. That's not true. Yeah. We got some chicken going. Yeah, it looks pretty um, good. It looks pretty good. It's not. Uh, <laughs> what is it, what's your go-to, or I guess, best breakfast food outside of cereal? Because also, uh, I don't really eat cereal for breakfast, by the way. That's more of like a... It's a late night snack. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like the your your second dinner. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like agreed, after. Agreed. Um, so my go to breakfast is scrambled eggs. You can't go wrong with good scrambled Ooh, eggs. Good. They're they're versatile for so many things. And I think I'm I, out of all the foods I can make, I can make a good scrambled egg. Second thing that I eat, and this is kind of like an all purpose meal, um, that I will have for like a little snack, but also a little sweet. It's toast, peanut mm-hmm. butter. And then a topping, depending on my mood. The topping could be jelly, if I'm being traditional, like a, like a toast PB&J. Um, but I don't put the halves together, just that open-faced. Peanut butter on top, put some jelly on top. Oh, I see. I, I like open-faced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or honey. Oh, I've heard that's really good. I've never had it, though. Or, if you're feeling saucy, chocolate chips. Okay, sure. Can I say, so, what if I said this? What if I said that my favorite breakfast food is a breakfast burger? And I'm not saying like a sausage patty. Like, I'm saying like like a hamburger with an egg on it. So here's what you do, Justin. Okay, I'm listening. You replace the bun with just a full ass everything bagel, right? Okay, got it. <laughs> Regular hamburger patty. Yeah. Bacon. Ba- okay. Obviously. Yeah. Fried eggs sunny side up, so that right. when you smash it together, all that egg that yolk runs off. You know what yeah, I mean? Soaks right. it all up. Yeah. Um, or you could just like top it with a little bit of scrambled eggs. Really, however the eggs you want them. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then whatever topping you think, like whatever other additional like condiments, toppings you think would go well with that. I personally, you put some tomato and all that. I'm not complaining. Even you put lettuce with that. I'm also not complaining. I think that there's a nice crispness to that lettuce. Ketchup and mustard. Yes, please. I know that that's a little, that's a little tough because you got that egg going on, but it all mixes together. All real nice. And for me, I'm salivating right now. <laughs> um, as a breakfast, now, that's not like I'm going to go out and have like a regular day breakfast. That's like if I'm going to if I've got like nothing going on, I'm just trying to like relax, sort of like go back to bed breakfast. You know, what yeah, I, mean? I feel like you need that second that little extra nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hungry now. Thanks. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty hungry, man. Um, thanks so much for submitting that, Dave. If you've got any questions for us, uh, Go ahead and pop that in our Discord server, and we will answer them every single week because I like answering questions, don't you? Everyone should. It's always fun, in my opinion. You don't have to do anything. I said everyone should, but you don't have to. Um, like it is what I'm trying to say. Let's end the show. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. As I mentioned before, you can jump into our Discord server. Link to that is in the description of the episode. Support us on Patreon. Become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Noll and Dave Parker. Uh, every single week they're getting an, an additional 30 minute bonus episode uh if you can't support us monetarily all good follow us on twitter at HitboxPod and rate the podcast in your podcast player of choice justin am i missing anything you're missing like no no you're you're missing that you're you're doing awesome like always at this oh justin no you are the you're doing great is what i'm trying to no, say thank thanks I'm so much for listening existing. We will catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.
Love is all you need.